Welcome to another episode of the Grace Over Grind podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lacey C. Robbins of Robbins Nest Consulting, founder of the Everyday Business Conference, consultant to small and mid-sized businesses, and coach to women who are ready to use their knowledge, background, and expertise to build a platform and make more money. Hi, ladies. Welcome to another edition of the Grace of Regrind podcast, specifically the Life at the Table edition. I'm so excited to introduce you to Elizabeth Strickland. She is a speaker, a business coach, and the CEO and founder of a nonprofit organization called Women Anointed to Lead in the Kingdom also known as Walk. So she hails from Chicago, Illinois, and Elizabeth is determined to walk in purpose and pursue her passions. Does that resonate with you? Elizabeth specializes in teaching women how to discover their purpose by taking a strategic Christ-centered approach. She is passionate about the leadership development of women in various leadership capacities and enjoys working with emerging female leaders. Now, her full bio, you can actually find it in the show notes as always. But in this episode, I'm super excited because not only are we talking about Walk and how she started this nonprofit organization, but more so the reason behind it, and even to the point of what you can do to start to revisit your own why and strategies and techniques to make sure you're balancing your nine to five while um, as Elizabeth shares her own work-life design. So be sure as always to grab your paper, your pen, um, your journal. I think you'll find a lot of inspiration in our talk and I'm super excited to have you. So be sure to pull up your seat to another edition of the Life at the Table segment. Let's go ladies, from process to practice, grab your stilettos. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Grace Over Grind podcast. I am so excited to talk with you all on this evening. I have another special high-powered woman boss who's joining us on today. She is bringing all of the gems. I sure hope that you have your notebooks ready. Ladies, like every episode this month, you want to have your notebooks ready because I am bringing you high-powered women who are using their knowledge, their background, their expertise to build a platform and not only make more money, but to make more impact. Welcome, Elizabeth Strickland. I'm so glad that you're here tonight, today. Yes, thank you so much, Dr. Lacey, for having me. Absolutely. I know we're going to have a great time today um, chatting. Ladies, she said she was MJJ Moonwalk excited to be here on today. So, you know, I'm just as excited. I don't have any sparkly gloves, but I'm really excited to have her here tonight. Um, she <laughs> joins us all the way from Chicago. And so with every interview, I like to start off with my top five everyday business questions. These are just some warm-up questions to get our juices flowing for um, our conversation on tonight. And so um, first and foremost, this is very important, coffee or tea? Oh, I am absolutely a coffee lover, hands down coffee. 
Yes. Now what's your beverage? Do you, are you like just a straight out black coffee or do you have to have all the things in there? No, I definitely have to have all the things in there. Definitely cream and sugar. Um, you will definitely find me at Starbucks on a weekly basis for sure. At, ditto that. It's like our post search Sunday morning in between services ritual. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Before church, sometimes <laughs> after church, you got to make a Starbucks run on a Sunday. That is absolutely necessary. <laughs> ditto that. Ditto that. Now, where did you grow up and where do you live now? So I'm actually born and raised in Chicago. I still live here now with my husband um, and my family. So yeah, Chicago born and raised. Nice. So my dad was originally from Chicago, South Side. Um, Stony- oh, wow. Dorchester, Stony Island off of South Dorchester. So spent plenty of summers there in Chicago. It's definitely one of my favorite cities. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm super familiar with that area. I actually went to High Park Academy right off Stony Island, actually. So yeah, oh, super my familiar. Once again, small world, small world. <laughs> now, when it comes to picking up your favorite book, are you a hardcover book or e-reader? I'm definitely a hardcover book. Um, I'm trying to get to becoming an e-reader or even audible. Um, but right now I'm sticking with, you know, my hardcover books for right now. I'm the same way. I like to be able to thumb through the pages, highlight, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So I definitely get mm-hmm. it. Where, okay. Where would you like to visit, but haven't made it just yet? Ooh, that is a really good one. Um, I am all about international travel right now. So I would love to visit the continent of Africa. Um, that is definitely a place that's on my bucket list to kind of explore um, my heritage and my culture and my roots. That's, you know, at the top of my list for sure. Yeah, I agree. I'm right there with you. You know, when you go, definitely keep me in mind. At least send me a postcard. I'm so excited. (laughs) Absolutely. You (laughs) will receive a postcard for sure. Thank you. And here's a final question. What's a piece of advice given to you from a mentor that you still live by today? Um, A piece of advice that was given to me by a mentor is definitely keep God first. Mm-hmm. And everything that you do, keep God first. And I live by that on a daily basis. Yes, um, that's the only way to do it. You know, I often say, especially if you've listened to the podcast before, ladies, you've heard me say, God is the CEO. We are the COO, right? So he's the CEO, the chief executive officer. We are going to go to him as the chief operating officer and be able to seek him for exactly what is it that you want me to do? What's my next step? What's the next goal? It really makes so many things go um, better, uh, especially when it comes to both business, but also with our lives. So yes, I really appreciate that. Keep God first. I love it. So Elizabeth... On today, I'm really curious to talk with you more about how we can bring Christ into our leadership and really focus on Christ, a Christ-centered approach to leadership. Now, ladies, if you fast-forwarded past the bio, you may also see um, her bio in the description of the show notes, but Elizabeth is a speaker. She's a business coach. She also started um, a nonprofit organization that's focused on, it's called WALK, Women Anointed to Lead in the Kingdom, and I just love that. So how did you get here? How did you end up like starting 
um, with this as your focus or dare I even say ministry? Yeah, um, I think something that happened for me was back in 2016. I was in the midst of graduate school. I was finishing up my master's degree in psychology and organizational leadership. Um, and I knew that even though I was embarking on something new and completing this you know, new degree, I knew that something was still missing. And what was missing was my purpose. Um, so, you know, I began to really, really seek God out about what it was that he put me on this earth for, why I was created and what exactly he wanted me to do with my life. Um, so I went to, went through a definitely, um, a season of consecration through prayer and through fasting. And lo and behold, God told me that, you know, my purpose in this life was to teach the word of God was to teach women, um, and specifically teach women who are, um, emerging in leadership and aspiring in leadership. Um, and that's really how it started for me. He told me that I would speak and that I would teach yes. and prayer would be the foundation, um, of my life and of my purpose and of, you know, the organization. So that's how I got there was just me consecrating myself to God, me asking him, why I was put on this earth and then he answered me and I began to follow the steps and the instruction that he gave me to create walk and to really um, expand my personal brand um, mm -hmm. with him. I, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, I have listeners from various backgrounds and so they may not be familiar with consecration. Like what does that mean exactly? Can you break it down for them? Sure. So when I say consecration, that specifically means to set yourself apart. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're setting yourself apart um, with time with God, alone time with him, quiet time with him for you to communicate with God, which is what prayer is. Prayer is just simply communication with God. You're speaking to him and he's also going to be speaking back to you. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's like a missing piece for some people when they think about prayer. They think about just themselves talking and talking and talking to God, which is great. Mm -hmm. But there's another part of that where then after you get done talking, God wants to speak to you. He wants to share something with you so you can know what to do. So that's what consecration is, just setting yourself apart, setting some time apart for you to spend alone time with God right. and you're reverencing him and you're seeking him with everything in you. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really powerful point with regards to prayer, for example, is that it is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. Mm -hmm. And so many times mm -hmm. we, you know, especially if you're young in your walk, and by young, I mean, you might be a babe in Christ, and you're still um, trying to figure it out, trying to to determine how do I hear God's voice? That's a question I receive a lot um, in in working with different women um, who are in ministry, in our ministry is, well, how do I know I've heard God's voice? What does his voice sound like, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's almost like any relationship. The more time you spend with him, meaning God, the more time that you spend in a relationship with someone, the more attuned we are to their voice. Like, um, mm, exactly if we think about a romantic relationship, right? If Pastor Robbins calls my name a certain way, <laughs> I know what he is looking for or needs just <laughs> how he says my name. Would you agree, Elizabeth? Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and the father is the same way with us, ladies. How we cry out to him, um, you know, the more time that we spend with him, then our ear is more attuned to his voice. And I think that's so powerful that if we simply will take the time to listen, not just, you know, give all of the prayer going forward, but to also listen, we really can get that direction. Um, so Elizabeth, how do you respond when someone says to you, you know, I'm looking for my purpose in life, or I haven't found my purpose in life? How do you respond to that? Um, when someone comes to me and says they're looking for their purpose in life, they're trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing, my initial question is, you know, how is their relationship with God? Mm. Do they have a relationship with God? Um, because the fact of the matter is we can only find out our purpose through God. He is the one who created us. He knows why he created us and what he created us for. So when we start to seek other people or other things to tell us why we're here, um, you know, we're kind of off base because the only person we can go to is their creator. Mm -hmm. um, and the answer lies within him. So my, you know, approach again is Christ-centered. I'm asking about their relationship. Do they have one? What does it look like? How much time are they spending with God? Mm -hmm. And then I kind of go from there. Nice. So it really, it sets almost like a pathway up for them or, or key steps that they can follow. I, Absolutely. I, I think that's a really strategic way to do it as well, because um, it can be a little overwhelming. You know, you there may be um, people who haven't um, been to church or don't even know the first thing about church or God or prayer. Um, you know, not everyone goes to um, Sunday morning worship like when I was growing mm -hmm. up, I, I definitely run into people who are like, I've never even stepped foot in a church, which is, it blows my mind, but um, that's just the world that we live in now, right? So right. in your entrepreneurial journey, being a speaker, being a business coach, having this business, can you tell us a little bit like, what does a typical day look like for you? Um, for me, a typical day um, can vary. So although I am a speaker, although I am a business coach, um, I also still work my nine to five job. Mm -hmm. um, so my day is pretty busy. You know, I work during the day, but I am also have dedicated time to those things. I have dedicated time um, to speaking. I have dedicated time to speak with clients and to go over my coaching business and to write um, different blog articles for my personal tribe. Um, mm -hmm. I'm keeping up with my um, followers on social media. I'm engaged there. I'm doing live videos. I'm doing video clips there and teaching mm -hmm. and all of that. So my day um, can vary from each day, but the majority of the day I'm, you know, working on my goals. I'm walking in my purpose and I'm empowering, I'm um, educating women in mm -hmm. regards to their purpose. Nice. So you mentioned about still working a nine to five and building mm -hmm. your business. So I like to say we're building empires, right? And so, yes. you know, this, the topic of this podcast is grace over grind. So the, the title rather. So what do you do? Because you do still work full time, you know, and you're building your empire, you're building your business. What do you do to ensure that you, you know, don't grind it out, but you really focus on, mm -hmm. on exercising with more grace. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to, you know, some of us who are working our nine to five jobs and building, you know, our empire, 
burnout is so easy. You can mm-hmm. easily become burnt out. Um, and I'm finding that you have to plan and you have to prepare ahead of time. I take time out on Sunday evenings and plan out my week. I plan every single day, you know, how much time am I going to spend on social media? Which day of the week am I going to record a video? Which day of the week am I going to do a live? How much time I'm going to dedicate for each of those things, mm-hmm. um, as well as some time for self-care. And I'm also married, so that's a full-time job in itself mm-hmm. as well. Um, so you really got to prepare. You have to plan. You can also pray and seek God, like, how much time do I need to dedicate to this? And oftentimes, he'll give you the strategy so you're not burning yourself out. And you can also give yourself some grace, the same grace that God gives you on a daily basis. I love that because I think sometimes we don't extend ourselves grace. We can get into this perfectionist mindset or, um, you know, social media, child, it can really um, damage an individual too, because we can get into this comparative nature, right? I see this person and they're doing all of this and all these things stunning for the gram. But in actuality, um, for some people, the real business takes place offline, not necessarily online. So what happens if you, or maybe you've had a client that they have found themselves in that burnout place? What are some of the, mm-hmm. the things that you've done or you've noticed when a, a woman has found herself in that burnout place? And, you know, what have you done to help her get out of it? Yeah, I've absolutely um, been in that place of burnout. Um, I was definitely in that place like right after I launched my nonprofit organization walk. Um, you know, I had done like the launch event, which is so much work, so much preparation. It was an amazing event, but I was absolutely burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was not caring for myself like I should have been. I was not um, exercising proper time management. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get burnt out, it is very hard to get back into that place of motivation um, and more so really discipline and consistency. So um, you really have to kind of crawl your way out. You have to mm-hmm. exercise discipline. You really got to revisit your why. Mm-hmm. You have to revisit, you know, your purpose, your passion, and you have to remember that, you know, I'm not exercising my gift. I'm not pouring out my gift to myself. I'm pouring it out to other people. So simply, there are other people waiting for me. There yeah. are other people that is connected to my gift and my purpose and my passion. And so I have to do what I'm called to do, or these individuals, these women won't receive what they need. So I have to keep my why in front of me and my purpose in front of me. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies, what do I always say? When you know your why, the what makes sense. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Elizabeth, she said something like, if you have to pause and rewind, I don't want you to miss it. She specifically said, you have to pour into for, pour yourself out for other people. There is someone else, man, woman, child, senior, youth, fill in the blank. There is someone else who is waiting for you on the other end to step into your purpose. And if we're sitting on the sideline because we're thinking to ourselves, well, I don't have the right idea or I'm not skilled enough or, you know, I'm not polished enough or I'm too old, I'm too young, fill in the blank. We are missing out. We are literally robbing someone of their opportunity to grow for themselves. And so, you know, Elizabeth, when you have found, so for yourself, you crawled out from that place of being burnt out really because, and you got 
to the burnout is because you were providing something of value to the community that you're in. But how, how have you helped like some other women when they found themselves in burnout? Like if I'm right there right now, okay, I'm on the mm-hmm. edge. What can I do? What's one thing that I could do maybe today when this podcast ends that I can do to help pull myself out of burnout? Um, I think one thing you can do today and it's simple and it's going to be scary, but just take a break. Mm. You can absolutely take a break. Your world will not fall apart. Mm-hmm. Things are not going to, you know, fail. Your business is not going to fail. You're not quitting. Right. But you're taking a break. There's a difference between quitting and taking a break. Everyone needs a break. Mm-hmm. Even your nine to five gives you breaks. They give you PTO so you can go on vacation. So the same thing is needed for your business. Mm-hmm. Take a break. Mm-hmm. Take That's- a break, reset, recharge, and mm-hmm. then just slowly and surely ease back into the grind of your business. Yes, I love, um, it's like Stephen Covey, he talks about sharpen the saw and Mm -hmm. uh, the seven habits of the highly effective people. Like if if taking a break, and it's so funny because, and I'm sure you know this with your background in psychology, um, we have the diminishing returns, the law of diminishing returns, right? Which basically says after so many hours of working, it doesn't matter if you try to push through, you're not going to be any more productive because your brain is like exhausted. It's had enough. Exactly. Exactly. There are definitely days where, you know, after a certain time, I'm like, okay, I can't think anymore. Like I don't have any more brain energy, no more brain power to give, you know, to the specific task. So I just shut down. And if I need to take a break, you know, for an hour or two, that's amazing because I can just come right back to a refresh and recharge versus me just powering through and then not really operating with a sense of excellence. Right. Yeah. And then I think we have to also, like, even Jesus took a break, you know, <laughs> yeah. he, he sat down. To <laughs> he eat. definitely took a break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he chilled, he chilled. And, and I think you bring up a good point. Like our jobs give us, um, you know, two, three, four weeks worth of vacation time. And um, I remember back when I was an elementary school principal, um, my very first year as an elementary school principal, uh, I remember a, a, a more seasoned educator saying to me, because I was literally working like 12-hour days. I was 26 when I became a principal. I felt this need to have to prove myself, even though I have the degrees, um, to do the job. And I remember them saying to me, like, listen, go home. Because if you die at your desk, they will be posting your job in the morning and hey ladies have you ever wondered what would it take to get your next promotion please allow me to introduce you to my new mini course power your promotion faster a signature system in this mini course i'm sharing with you not only how to get the promotion without asking for it how i actually secured my last two promotions and what to do if you still have to interview for it with my signature formula on the q and a response yep and we'll even close it out on what you need to ask when the promotion comes if you're ready to power your promotion faster be sure 
sure to visit the link in my bio and in the show notes so that you can get started on today. Got your stilettos? Now let's get back to this episode. They will move on. And um, I think we forget that sometimes, you know, I think we just think the, the industry, the job, whatever the case may be, they can't go on without you. They can't, they're not sustainable without you. So when it comes to creating a nonprofit, now there may be some ladies who are listening who they themselves are thinking, golly, I really want to start a business. I want to start a nonprofit organization. Um, what, what is the process? Why, why a nonprofit over a for-profit? Um, I think the reason for me is that I do look at my nonprofit as a ministry. It really is a ministry. We have a mission, um, and the mission is to educate and empower Christian women to become purposeful leaders in the kingdom of God. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a mission. Um, it's not something that I can really put a price tag on. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to sell anything, um, but of course, you know, nonprofits do need to generate income to uh, sustain, but it's not, you know, for profit. There's nothing I'm trying to sell to them. I just want to educate and empower them to be exactly who they've been called to be by God. So um, that was the reason why I chose to do nonprofit versus for-profit. Nice. And, and, you know, ladies, I hope you're hearing there's nothing. um, One is not better than the other. It's not, uh, you know, this over that. Really, I'm glad to be able to have Elizabeth on because you can learn now a little bit more about a nonprofit. Um, And I believe there are rules that are different when it comes to starting like a religious-based nonprofit versus just a general nonprofit. Am I accurate in that? Um, It's pretty much all the same. So nonprofits can be a charity. It can be religious-based. It can be based for youth. It can be women. It can be educational. Um, So they're all under the same sphere as long as, you know, the mission of the organization is not for sales or, you know, business-based or monetarily based, um, mm-hmm. then you would be considered a nonprofit. Nice. Okay. And so if some one of our listeners wanted to start their own nonprofit, where would you recommend they begin? Um, I would definitely recommend for them to just begin to search um, their state's website. Mm-hmm. So my state um, is Illinois. I would go to the state of Illinois.com, search out nonprofits, um, and then they give you some instructions on how to actually file um, the form for it for incorporating um, your nonprofit. You can also search for the name. So say, for example, God has already given you the name of your nonprofit. You can mm-hmm. search for that, make sure no one has that name. Um, mm-hmm. And then you kind of go from there for submitting that paperwork and becoming incorporated. Very nice. And now is there, now I know different states have different expenses. Is it, in, mm-hmm. is it pretty expensive to start a nonprofit? You know what? It is very affordable. Um, it's only in the state of Illinois, it's only $50. Wow. $50, yeah. And you can what? start a nonprofit and be incorporated. I know. It's only and 50 Wow. Now, yeah, ladies. You are oh. incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to lean in. Did you not hear that? Now, this. Now, granted, Elizabeth lives in Illinois. She's in Chicago. But regardless as to what state that you might be, um, that you may live in, that you reside in, if you've been toying around with the idea of starting a nonprofit, simply go to your state's uh, website and start to look up information. Another um, thing, a lot of states 
in connection with like local universities or school districts, they'll have small business administrative offices that can also assist you. And like, for example, we have the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Coalition. I think those are all the letters. It's called WIBIC. <laughs> and I'll make sure um, if you live here in Wisconsin and for the state of Illinois, because I love you, I'm going to add those links into the show notes so that you can take a closer look because you may very well be that lady who is looking to start her own business. And, you know, I mentioned this um, in an earlier episode this month, but the Harvard Business Review just highlighted how um, the average age now of entrepreneurs is about 45. We know that statistically speaking, women are starting businesses faster and more frequently than men. Women of color, specifically black women, are starting businesses even, um, you know, the per capita more so than um, their other colleagues, male, um, Caucasian, Latino, the challenge, however, is funding a lot of times for women of color. So where do you, what do you do or what's your second suggestion for um, securing funding streams? These women who are listening now, Elizabeth, they all have their INC. They, you know, they've registered legally with the state because we're going to do things legally. Well, how do I start to bring in some revenue? Um, there's several ways you can bring in revenue. Um, first thing and foremost, if you want to start doing events, right? You you started your organization. Um, you want to kind of get your name out there. You need some exposure. You need some visibility. You can host a launch event. Um, and you can charge, you know, a small fee for the launch event. Um, and you can also have some vendors there for your event um, who can support your cause and support your attendees and participants. And that is one way to start kind of generating some income all the while while you're generating some buzz and some exposure and visibility for your new organization. Mm -hmm. um, now, depending on your state, there are other state grants that you can search for. Um, you can just do a simple Google search um, mm -hmm. for nonprofit grants, and they have grants specifically to your um, depending on what your nonprofit is for. So say again, if it's for women, um, mm -hmm. if it's for education, if it's for youth, there are specific grants and sponsors out there who are dedicated to those causes. And they would love to, you know, give you some funds and to further your mission. So just a super um, simple Google search can help you out with that. And, you know, if you're not ready to start your own nonprofit, you can definitely always volunteer with some other nonprofits. A lot of times they do have extremely limited budget. So any, if a person is willing to come in and volunteer a couple of hours a week, that goes so far. Wouldn't you agree, Elizabeth? Absolutely. I think that is an absolutely great suggestion. Please volunteer in your local community and that way you can network with some folks there and get even more exposure and visibility to the causes that you are definitely passionate about. Mm -hmm. So ladies, this is life at the table. This is what it's like if you are the executive director of a nonprofit business, a speaker, a business coach. So how do I know if this, what my next career move or business track should be for me if I'm listening today? 
Um, I think if you're listening today, you need to first and foremost figure out what you're passionate about. Um, in addition to your purpose, you have things called passion. So, and mm-hmm. those things don't always have to be exactly the same. So I would just sit down and have some quiet time and just kind of write out in your journal um, what you're passionate about. What are the things that you love? What are the things even that make you upset? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, that sparked um, my inspiration for even starting Walk was I was upset that women are underrepresented in leadership. Mm. That upsets me greatly when I see women underrepresented in leadership in my workplace and other companies um, throughout the country and throughout the nation. It upsets me greatly Mm -hmm. um, and it bothers me to where I have created a nonprofit organization as a solution to that problem. So when you create these organizations and these companies, you are being a problem solver. What solution are you looking to solve and go from there? That is a great suggestion because um, everyone may not want to go into entrepreneurship, but there is a concept that's called intrapreneurship, which means you are making changes in the business that you currently work in, the organization that you currently work in. And so look around that organization. There may be some things that you have a concern about or don't totally agree with. Even like Elizabeth, she saw a problem, not enough women in leadership. And so you can start to do something about it. I love how Gandhi, um, he said, you know, be the change that you want to see. And ladies, Mm -hmm. it can be done. Now, Elizabeth, you are a business coach. Please tell me that you have something that our listeners, how can they stay connected with you? Absolutely. So you can stay connected with me a couple ways. First, you can go to my website, um, www.elizabethastrickland.com. Um, I have more information about who I am, what it is that I do, more information about WALK, as well as um, my coaching services for business coaching, as well as spiritual life coaching, as well as speaking. Um, if you are looking for a women's speaker for your women's conference workshop um, webinar, that information is there and available to you. Um, you can also follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Elizabeth A. Strickland. Um, and same for Facebook, Elizabeth A. Strickland. Nice. Thank you so much. So ladies, I follow um, Elizabeth on social, on IG, and that's how we connected. She is always dropping those inspirational moments, um, especially her little mini videos. If you have a chance, I highly suggest that you watch them because you will walk away like, yes, I can do this. Me and God, we got this. You know, I don't have to do it alone. So um, I want to encourage you and I'll make sure to put all of her social links, um, including her website down in the show notes as well so that you can grab those uh, real easily and stay connected with her as well. Elizabeth, I have one final question for you. Will you please share with the Grace Over Grind audience a favorite quote or mantra that keeps you motivated? Perfect. You know what? I don't have a specific quote or mantra. One thing that keeps me motivated, um, and this is going to be pretty long if you actually do this, but it's only going to take, I would say, less than 10 minutes. I go and read Romans chapter 8. That book of the Bible sets me on fire every single time. If I'm feeling discouraged or discontent with anything, I go and read Romans chapter 8, and it just sets me on fire. It gets me excited about who I am, who God called me to be, and everything that I'm supposed to be doing in the earth. That is my absolute um, motivator for sure. 
I love it. Okay, ladies, we have homework tonight or you have morning work, whichever you want to call it, Romans 8. Be sure and add that into your morning practice. Um, when you have your quiet time with God, you're reading your scriptures, um, that you know we are to meditate on the word. And so start there. I'm also going to put a link to Romans 8 there in the show notes for you as well, because it can get you just as fired up as Elizabeth. Elizabeth, thank you again for joining us on this evening. I really do appreciate it. I'm so glad that you would take the time today to be a part of this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I'm so excited. Yay. Ladies, we have a lot going on, but you know what? We're doing it more with grace than with grind. I am so delighted that you would join me today in listening to this full episode. If you know another lady leader in your life who could benefit from it on today, be sure to like, to share, and encourage her on today. And if you haven't done so, I want to remind you to please consider subscribing to the Grace Over Grind podcast and giving this episode a five-star review. And as I always say, from process to practice, grab your stilettos and let's go. Thanks again for joining and I'll see you soon. 